Welcome to Strong Tower Radio Today. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect the views of Strong Tower Radio, West Central Michigan Media Ministries, or its employees. Hello folks and welcome to Strong Tower Radio Today. I'm your host Tom Bajur and I'm welcoming back Pastor Jay Gallimore. Pastor Jay, glad to have you back on Strong Tower Radio Today. Oh, well, nice to be with you, Tom. It's always been a pleasure to do recordings with you. Uh, in fact, uh, you are in uh, starting production on a new series. You did uh, a previous series. Uh, tell people about the series you had done with Holly K. Bailey Wiltzer and the, the new series that you're doing now. Yeah, we did one on the Book of Romans, and that was a lot of fun. It's been aired, and I think uh, the Lord has used to be a blessing. And we're getting ready to do one. It's hoping to start this week on the Book of Galatians. So I hope people will stay tuned. Absolutely. And uh, we are interviewing today Steve Wolberg. Steve Wolberg is is the president and of Whitehorse Media, and he's a friend of both yours and mine, Pastor Jay, and uh, we're glad to have him on the program. Amen. We really are. He has uh, written a number of books, and uh, he has a brand new one. Do you mind uh, introducing that book uh, that uh, uh, Pastor Wolberg has written? I would be happy to. The new book is so important for the time that we're living in, and you're going to love this program, and you'll want to get this book when we're done. It's called The 666 Beast Identified, often known as 666, and uh, what it means to you. So we are really going to have a wonderful discussion today about this great topic and this book is just loaded i'm telling you you get started in this book you won't want to put it down absolutely and um i did a read of this book uh, what's wonderful is how clear and concise and user-friendly and i learned uh, i've known many of these facts all my life but there were some new ones presented so pastor jay would you lead us with a word of prayer Yes. Gracious Father in heaven, as we take up this very sensitive and yet so important topic on the mark of the beast, the 666, the 666 number out of Revelation 13, we pray for that heavenly wisdom because you told us that we should have wisdom, wisdom that can only come from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Pastor Jay, you brought out a, a very important point that I got out of the book. You know, we're used to glibly saying 666, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, Pastor Wahlberg clearly pointed out uh, it's important to look at it as 660 and 6. That is so true. Well, you know, uh, I'm going to uh, welcome a Pastor Steve, uh, to Strong Tower Radio today and to our program. I understand you just came off of an interview with 3ABN, and uh, it was very well received. Uh, Was that a live program? Uh, Hello, Jay and Tom. Thank you for having me. This is great. Uh, As far as the 3ABN program, it was supposed to be live. Uh, It's normally live on Thursday evenings. 
but there was a very wicked storm that just hit and all my Alaska flights were canceled. Uh, a Delta flight was canceled. So my associate, uh, James Rafferty, or my partner who's going to interview me, he never got into St. Louis and the United flights were canceled. And so I finally did squeak in just uh, barely with one flight uh, in the midst of this terrible storm. Uh, and I got there and we, instead of doing the program live uh, Thursday night, because it was, there was just, the weather was so bad, they decided to uh, pre-record it in the morning. And so we did that. And then we were going to do another program in the afternoon, which was canceled, but the program did finally air uh, Thursday night. Then it's been re-airing and it was a big blessing and a lot of people at Whitehorse Media, our phones are just ringing off the hook with people calling about that book because the, the information is so powerful and I'm just glad to be uh, to be part of this, to share God's word with as many as possible. Well, you almost got instant feedback as soon as it was aired. Now, uh, Pastor Steve, I want to ask you this question. What new could be written about 666 that has not already been written? Oh, there's a lot that for most people, this topic is completely, and they totally don't understand it. Very few people understand it. Uh, if you look at history, there was a stream of thought, which we'll talk about as we go along, that really nailed this down. But that true, correct interpretation of this topic has been uh, largely lost, and most people have never even heard of it. And so that's why I wrote this book, because I just feel like the topic is so big and there's so much um, mass confusion about 666 that the issue needs to be clarified. So that's why I wrote the book. You know, uh, the confusion is all the reason that this book needed to be written. You know, uh, it's amazing, and you brought it to my attention, that all of this fervor largely is over one text in the Bible, Revelation 13, 18. Would you uh, read that text and, and explain it to our listeners and what the Bible says about it? Sure. Uh, Revelation 13, verse 18, the Bible says, Here is wisdom. Let him that has understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 666. Now, Tom and Jay, that verse is just loaded. And when most people think of 666, uh, you know, they think of what's on subway walls. Uh, there's There was a, an old movie that came out in the 1980s called The Omen, where this boy was portrayed as the Antichrist, and he had 666 on his head. Uh, people think about 666, and they apply it to barcodes, Social Security. Uh, when Apple Computer first released its uh, its first computer, it was selling for $666.66. And people thought, oh, no, uh, computers must be evil. And one time the Dow, uh, the stock market, went down 666 points in a day, and people thought, well, that must be the end of the world. And so there's just – there's so much mass confusion. Most people have heard of 666, but they know nothing about it. They don't really know even where it is in the Bible. And as we just uh, heard that verse, this verse is just loaded 
with the information. And maybe let, let me just give you seven quick points uh, based on this text. Uh, number one, 666 is, is in the Word of God. It's in the Bible. It's a Bible topic. Number two, we need wisdom uh, and understanding which God can give us about this the subject. Number three, it's the number of the beast. So we need to know who the beast is. It's also the number of a man, which is connected to the beast. It's also the number of his name. Uh, the verse before verse 18 clearly says that it's the number of the name of the man or the name of the beast. Uh, number six is we need to count or calculate it in order to arrive at 666. And point number seven is it the Bible doesn't actually say six and then another number, six followed by another number, six. So we're not looking for three sixes in a row. We're looking for a name that calculates or counts to 666, and then we've got it figured out. So these are some quick facts about a misunderstood topic. Can I just uh, add one little thing to that and see? That was such a great overview. In the context of the book of, of Revelation in chapter 13, this power is a worldwide power that's trying to enforce its will on the world and it also is going to use great deception. So you gotta keep that context, people think about this thing, and once the truth is put out, it's going to fight back. And I think that's something your book does um, very good, it, it points that out. So the context is not some isolated computer or some president or some weirdo somewhere. This is a worldwide power trying to enforce its will on the entire planet. That's right, exactly. And and as, as you mentioned, uh, verse eight, Revelation thirteen eighteen, uh, verse eighteen follows verse seventeen, which follows verses sixteen and fifteen, etc. And verse eighteen is really the uh, the capstone of this entire chapter that deals with the beast and its worldwide influence and its deception and its war on the people of God. And so in order for us to have any clue on what this is about, we need to look at the whole context of Revelation 13. We need to identify who the beast is, who the man is, based on the characteristics in Revelation 13, which also parallel Daniel 7. We need to put the Bible pieces together so that we don't think that uh, 666 is, is Barack Obama's uh, big limousine. When he was president, he used to drive around in a big black limousine that people nicknamed the Beast. And they thought, oh, maybe Barack Obama is the 666 man because his car is nicknamed the Beast. And, you know, all that kind of speculation has no connection with what Revelation 13 is really all about and the biblical beast that's described in that chapter. And we've got to nail that down first before we can even begin to understand this subject. That is very true that what you said about the context of a verse to take any one verse or any one word out of context. Steve, could you, uh, you alluded to the preceding verses, would you mind uh, reading that for our listeners and sharing, interpreting those? Sure. Okay. Uh, 16 and 17 are the immediate verses right before verse 18. Uh, verse 16 says, He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark, which is one thing, or the name of the beast, which is something else, or the number of his name. 
And then we have verse 18 that says, here's wisdom, we need to count it out, and it comes out to 666. So the context of these uh, verses right before verse 18 is the, is the final crisis, when the mark of the beast is going to be enforced, when uh, religious liberty is gone, where uh, the beast power uh, is working. Uh, there's actually two beasts in Revelation 13. They're working together to enforce the mark. It affects the global economy. Uh, people are pressured to go along with the mark, or they can't. They can't buy or sell. They can't continue to function in the world. And and I believe strongly that we are heading toward that crisis. We look around the world right now. We look at all the uh, disintegration of religious freedom. We look at the big, you know, pandemic crisis that people have been, we've all been going through. And uh, many of the things that are happening just are speaking loud and clearly that we're moving rapidly toward the final crisis. We're not there yet, but we're getting close. And we need to understand uh, the beast. We need to understand the mark. We need to understand the number of his name, which calculates out to 666 and, and what all this means for our, our practical personal lives. Yes, and let me just add to that. This thing is not done in a corner. This is not this whole issue about who the beast is, this worldwide religious, um, what should I say, will, uh, wanting to put its religious will on the world, this is not done in a corner. This is not something that has some crazy, mysterious thing and some rock somewhere. No, this is this thing is a big deal, and uh, it's not really that hard to find out exactly who this thing is and who it represents so um just i just want to keep that perspective that we're not even though it, that you need wisdom and even though you need to be able to calculate it um this is not something that's been done in a corner that's right and it's not undecipherable it's not something we can't figure out many people say you know we'll never really know it's just a matter of uh, different opinions and speculation but but verse 18 doesn't lend itself to that conclusion verse 18 says here's wisdom let him who has understanding let him ca calculate this number out and identify this beast power and the man connected to it so the lord wants us to be wise he wants us to know the facts to understand and to put these pieces together so we can stand up against this and we can be prepared for uh, the final crisis and the return of Jesus. You know, uh, Steve, in your book, uh, I gathered f that there was a time a few hundred years ago that uh, Protestant uh, Christians uh, were in agreement. Today, it seems like there is a lot of disagreement and a lot of various theories, but there was a time when uh, the identity of, of the person of 660 and 6 and the uh, beast was clearly understood. That's, that's right, exactly right. If you go back to the Reformation and you look at the life of Martin Luther and then how the Lutheran Church got started and then the Methodists and the, the uh, Presbyterians, it's a fact of history, easy to Google and, and uh, put the pieces together, that the Protestant reformers, when they studied Daniel 7 about the little horn and Second Thessalonians 2 about the man of sin and Revelation 17 about the woman riding the beast, 
uh, and Revelation 13 about who this beast is that would make war on the saints and have a, a global worldwide influence and a mouth speaking great things, they unanimously pointed the finger, the prophetic finger of truth to the papal power centered in Rome that was making war on the uh, the Reformation. And and they didn't I don't think they applied this to to Catholic people per se. And and I don't do that either. There's a lot of good Catholic people in this world, but the Protestants pointed to the system of Catholicism uh, as the beast and as it being centered in the authority of one man, the Pope, that they uh, you know that the Pope claims to be the the voice of God on earth, to to be the representative of Jesus Christ on this planet. And the Protestants looked at that, and they just came to the conclusion that that's not true. He's not the the voice of God. He's actually a, a representative of the beast power that is leading people away from Jesus and the simple truths of the plan of salvation. So that's what the Reformation was all about. And uh, again, they you know they point they saw the beast as the papal power, and the evidence is there. It's in my book. It's in history. And we need to see that in order to make the next steps and identify correctly uh, how six, 666 applies to that man. Thank you, Steve, for sharing that. Let me just throw in very quickly here that I was just listening to a, a new uh, video. They had been put together on the life of Martin Luther, and they had on there a Roman Catholic uh, prelate who – said very clearly the Roman Catholic Church had so much corruption, it was in a state of disrepair, it was in big trouble when the Protestant Reformation came along. So the Bible is no respecter of persons, and neither is God, nor is the respecter of churches. If you look at the first seven churches of the book of Revelation, the Lord gets on just about every one of them, and the book of Revelation has something to say to everybody, Protestants, Catholics, and so forth. We all need to be humble and teachable, so to my dear Roman Catholic friends who may be listening, we hope that you all have an open heart and an open mind as you hear God's Word speak, because that's really what we want at the end of the day. That's right, Jay. And we all need Jesus. We all need Jesus, and he's the center of the Reformation, and he's the center of the Bible. Amen. Thank you so much, uh, Pastor Jay, for uh, summing that up. Well, listeners, we're at the end of the first uh, segment. We're talking with Steve Wolberg, the, the author of the 666 Beast Identified what does it mean to you? And uh, my co-host is Jay Gallimore. We'll be back after this break. Hello, friends. This is Doug Batchelor from Amazing Facts. Strong Tower Radio is a station that believes in the power of prayer. In the book Steps to Christ, we're told, Prayer is the opening of the heart to God as to a friend. Not that it's necessary in order to make known to God what we are, but in order to enable us to receive Him. Prayer does not bring God down to us, but brings us up to Him. What a beautiful promise of God's power for our lives. Do you have a special prayer request that you'd like for us to pray for? If so, call us at 877-278-5512 or send an email through our website, strongtowerradio.org. We have a team of prayer warriors standing by to join with you in taking your petitions to the throne of grace. God loves each of us so much, and He's waiting to hear from you. 
folks. This is uh, Tom Majure, Jay Gallimore, and Steve Wolberg. We're back with Strong Tower Radio today. We're interviewing uh, Pastor Steve Wolberg. He's the uh, president of White Horse Media, and uh, he has written another book, another blockbuster book, a book that uh, you will want to read. It's on the one of the hot topics. The title of the book is The 600... 66 beast identified what it means to you pastor jay would you uh lead uh, the first question into our second segment yes yeah, so last segment we left the protestant reformation uh coming up and uh, of course it was based on discovering the gospel that we're saved by faith alone but something that threw gasoline on that fire was the discovery from bible prophecy that the papacy fitted perfectly this great power that is has this title 666 see take us from there and show us why the protestants came to that conclusion and why is still the conclusion today yeah, it's a famous saying, Jay and Tom, that the Protestant reformers, first they discovered Jesus Christ, and then they discovered Antichrist. Uh, Luther and his associates in Germany, they studied the Bible, and they looked at the church and looked at the Bible and realized that there was a big difference between the practices of the Roman Catholic Church and what the Bible actually said. And so they tried mm. – uh, as good Catholics, to reform the church and bring it back to the Bible. That was their original uh, goal. But the hierarchy in Rome, uh, the Pope, he he doubled down and eventually said to Luther, if you don't recant, we're going to burn you at the stake. And so Luther got really bold, and he took a stand against this oppression. And then he began to study the prophecies. And then he put the pieces together from Daniel 7 about the little horn with a mouth speaking great things and making war on the saints that came out of the Roman Empire and about the beast in Revelation 13 that also made war on the saints and had global influence. Revelation 17 that this woman would sit on the, uh, the city of seven hills. And all these pieces came together for the reformers and they realized, wow, not only have we discovered Jesus Christ, but we've discovered Antichrist. And so they preached this, and this is what resulted in this mass exodus from the Roman Catholic Church uh, by Protestants in the 1500s. And as people study their Bibles, they study Revelation 13, they worked their way down through that chapter, and they got closer, and finally they, they hit verse 18. that says, here's wisdom, let him that has understanding count the number of the beast, it is the number of a man, and the number is 666. And it was uh, post-Luther, in the year 1600, that a man by the name of Andreas Helwig, who was a, a Protestant German scholar, and he began to put the pieces together that there was a one particular title of the Pope. Uh, and the title is a Latin title, by, and, and it spells out, uh, I'll just say it, it's Vicadius Philae D. The Vicadius part is Latin, which means the vicar or representative. 
uh, and then Philae is of the Son, and then Dei is of God. So the title means that the Pope is the Vicarius Philae Dei, he is the Vicar of the Son of God. And Helwig looked at the Roman numeral values of that Latin title, and he realized that uh, it calculated out to 666. And in 1630, he published a book. It was actually a 91-page book, and here's the title. It was a rather long title, and it was called The Roman Antichrist, Revealed by His Own Name and Against the Glory and Authority of Our Lord Jesus Christ, the Supreme and Only High Priest of the Church. This vaunted by Cariostinaidi claims for himself and imposes upon the entire world. And, uh, and Helwig's ideas... Uh, just like Luther's ideas in the 1500s based on the Bible, Helwig's proposal in 1600, 1612, and 1630, uh, these ideas slowly began to work their way into the Protestant world. And so by the time you get to the 1700s and 1800s, the uh, the interpretation of Revelation 13, 18 as applying to the Pope and to this Latin title, Vicarius Philae which calculates out to 666, this became the dominant interpretation of the 666 prophecy that had ever surfaced in the history of the church. It became very strong. It was believed by Protestant theologians uh, interdenominationally. And, and my book documents this. It goes into the research behind this. And it resurrects this view that this is really, uh, really the true fulfillment. Of, of the Bible. I'm just wondering, do you want to uh, address how the numbering is, is calculated, or do you want to talk about the, um, the history of the uh, reformers that have uh, accepted uh, this interpretation or supported it? Yeah, that's a good question, Tom. And all of these things are in in my book. We only have a short time in in this time, you know, on the radio with with each other, uh, and the book is loaded with information. But let me just back up and talk a little bit about the the Latin title and and then the calculation. Um, if you look at John chapter nineteen, it's a very important text when Jesus was crucified. Uh, between two thieves, John chapter nineteen, verse uh, twenty. 8 and 29 and 30 describes how Pontius Pilate put a writing above Jesus' head and he, he tacked it onto the cross. It says here uh, in John 19, 19 that Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross and the writing was this, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. And then it says, this title then was read by many of the Jews for the place where Jesus was crucified was near to the city and it was written in Hebrew and Greek and Latin. That's very important. Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. Now, Hebrew was the language of the Old Testament. The Old Testament was written in Hebrew. Uh, Greek is what the New Testament was written in, and Latin was the language of Rome. It was the official language of the Roman Empire, and when the Roman Catholic Church uh, grew up in the gap when the Caesars went down and the popes took their place, uh, the Roman Catholic Church adopted Latin as its official language. That's why for, for many years masses were only said in Latin, and so Latin is really the, the language of the Roman Catholic Church, which developed into the beast, the Latin beast, and the Latin beast really led 
uh, Europe astray from the Hebrew Old Testament and the Greek New Testament. And the title, Vicarious Philae is a Latin title pinpointing the supposed authority of the Pope. And if you look at the different letters, like V for, you know, it's Vicarious, you got V and I and C and A and R and I and U and S and then F-I-L-I-I and then D-E-I, Vicarious Philae meaning that the Pope uh, is a supposedly the vicar of the Son of God, the representative of, of Jesus Christ on earth, and you look at the numerical value, uh, the standard numerical value of Roman numeral letters, uh, some letters have, have value, some don't, some have no, no value, and when you calculate based on standard Roman numeral values, Vicarius uh, Philae you you calculate it out and you add it up, and it comes out exactly to 666. I've got the chart is actually in my book, and I've got the chart in front of me. Uh, Vicarius calculates out to 112. Philae calculates out to 53, and Di calculates out to 501. And when you add 112 plus 53 plus 501, it comes out to 666. So you have the Latin name, which is the title of the Pope, you do the calculation, you, you count it like the text says that we should do, and it comes out exactly to 666. And like I said, this view eventually took hold within Protestant denominations for hundreds of years, uh, and then the Catholic Church began to fight back against this, and they've created a whole lot of different smoke screens and diversionary tactics and efforts to get away from the facts. But the facts are are there. And let me also just mention that Vicarius Philae, the first time it appeared was in what's called the Donation of Constantine, which was a, a forged document that the Catholic Church came up with in the 700s, with the, which uh, supposedly said that Constantine the Great in the 4th century, that before he moved his seat of government to the East, he donated uh, Europe to the Pope. And, and right in there, it says that that uh, that Peter and this, his successors are the Vicarius Philae. They are the representatives of God. And so this surfaced in the 700s, and for over a thousand years, the Roman Catholic Church made use of the donation of Constantine. It was put into a Roman Catholic official canon law. It was used by popes to help build up the papal dynasty and empire that the, the head of the Roman Catholic Church is the Vicarius Philae, he's the representative of Jesus Christ, so the world needs to respect his authority. And that's how it, that's how it happened. And all this information is in my book, and this used to be the dominant uh, school of thought of Protestants, but they've lost sight of it, and it's time for a resurrection that we identify the the correct beast, the correct man, the correct name, the correct title, and the correct number, 666, that pinpoints the power that the Bible says is going to deceive the world. And so we can avoid that deception and make sure we're on the side of, of Jesus and not the beast. Yeah, let me just add to that very quickly. Being part of canon law uh, of the Roman Catholic Church is no small deal. That's a big deal. And it not only appears there, but it appear, also appears in other uh, documents, uh, authoritative documents, etc. 
but this forgery that he's talking about, he said, well, it's just a forgery. That's the funniest thing in the world because they come back to will is a forgery. But let's talk about that for just a little bit more, just very quickly. And that is they actually put that together themselves so that they could put themselves over all the kings and nations of Europe. And in fact, over all the world, they want to take over uh, the Roman Empire, so to speak, and become that authority. And then they wrote it in the canon law. By the way, they burned people at the stake for saying that that is not that that's not true. That that thing was a forgery. They actually burned them at the stake. And uh, so this, the, the fact that they used it in this, by which they set themselves up over the kings of the earth, is no small thing. And not only that, but vicarious filii day are. It also appears in in other documents, and uh, it's not the common one used today, but it is a title that was a very, very important title in building up their political power over all the earth. That's right. I've got a quote in my book, and I've actually got it right on the screen in front of me on my computer. Uh, this is unbelievable. But in, on November 4, 2007, which is you know not too long ago, uh, Sean Hannity interviewed uh, a, a well-known Catholic priest named Edward Beck, uh, and his show was called Beyond Belief, The Mysterious Nature of Three Numbers That Nobody Wants to Repeat. Uh, this was on the Fox News Channel, and Sean Hannity uh, interviewed this, this priest – all about different views of 666. And uh, at one point, Sean looked at him and said, now, haven't some people applied this to uh, to the Pope and to the, to the Catholic Church? And uh, Priest Beck admitted this, and I'll quote this. This is exactly what he said. He said, if you take the Latin name that refers to all popes, Vicarius Philae which means vicar of the Son of God, if you take the Roman numerals out of there, guess what they add up to? 666. So he repeated that right on uh, nationwide television in America on 2007. Now, I don't believe that Priest Beck actually believed that was the correct interpretation, but he acknowledged it and he admitted it that this is this is a fact. And so it just uh, you know resurrected right there in 2007 uh, a view that used to be the dominant view of the uh, Protestant world. And my book resurrects it as well and proves that the historical information is solid. This is not just guesswork or speculation. My book also deals with nine different alternative uh, views and how each one of them uh, just doesn't add up. It just falls flat. And all of these interpretation are these false interpretations are just smoke screens to get away from the biblical truth that God says He wants us to have wisdom about and understanding about to understand uh, what this topic really means in the final times. Yeah, you know, one of the defenses, and you brought this out in your book, Steve. One of the defenses was to, if anybody brings this up to you and tells you that the vicarious filii day is a 666 uh, referred to in the book of Revelation, just laugh at them until they're embarrassed. Just keep laughing at them. Well, you know, when you start using those kinds of methods, um, uh, you're trying to escape the truth. That's what you're trying to do. 
That's right. And there's a lot of false views about that. Some people say we can't know. That's one false view, but that's not what the text says. Another, another view says many names, many other names add up to 666, but that doesn't make a difference because they've got to line up with all the characteristics of the beast in Revelation 13. Some people say the 666 man was Nero, but if you look at the evidence, uh, his life didn't fit. Some people say uh, 666 means just the number of fallen man because man was made on the sixth day. But they apply that to a six and a six and a six rather than 666. But uh, regardless, uh, number six is not a bad a bad number in the Bible. In Revelation, you've got the uh, four living creatures that all have six wings. And on the sixth day, God made man, and he said it was very good. So that's a false view. Some people say, well, what about the donation in Constantine? It was just a, uh, a forged document. It's a scam, so how can you base this on a scam document? But the reality is that the entire Catholic structure is, uh, is, is a scam. It's a, it's a deception that leads away from the Bible, and it just it fits what they do is creating ideas and doctrines that uh, don't really follow the Bible. And so there's all kinds of views. Another view is that, you know, people have said you got to find Vicarius Filidi on the papal tiara or the mitre, and the Catholics say we've never found it on a mitre. It doesn't exist, so the whole theory is bunk. But the reality is that whether the name actually appeared on a papal tiara or a mitre or not, that's not the issue. The real issue is that it's been used for a thousand years by popes. It helped build up the papal empire. It fits the prophecy Mitre or no mitre, tiara or no tiara, that's not the issue. The issue is what does the Bible say, and does if the shoe fits, wear it. You know that's that's the yes. issue. And let me back up on that tiara. The scripture says nothing about it being on a crown. The scripture says nothing about it being on the on the on that kind of a thing or on a hat. It simply says it's the name, the number of a man. Meaning that's right. the number of his name. So that's a false argument. It's a straw man that was set up. And so it's like saying but that was never really an argument. Now, somebody may have said they saw it. And there's there's arguments about whether some people have found it there or not. It's that's immaterial. That's not what the scripture says. And so to make that the big deal and then dismiss it is to set up a straw man, shoot it down and say, see, we were right all along. Well, you never address the issue. Absolutely. That's right, exactly. And and it, that's right. And if people if people Google Vicarious Steel ID six six six, they're gonna find all kinds of websites that say it's not on the mitre and it's not an official title and it was on the donation of Constantine, all kinds of Catholic rebuttals. But if you really look at their arguments, they're not right. Well, listeners, we're listening to uh, Steve Wolberg's latest book, the six hundred sixty six beast identified what it means to you. In fact, uh, as a generous offer has been made that uh, the first 10 people who request this book uh, from Strong Tower Radio, you must call Strong Tower Radio. And uh, the telephone number is 231-468-2087. And let me give that to you again. 231-468-2087. 2087 and uh, we'll repeat that at the end of the broadcast and you'll also find out where you can order this book online it's a, a downloaded 
PDF is available to everyone, and we will be back after this break. Hi folks, Jelaine Fenner here. We are definitely living in uncertain times, and for some of us, it's scary. Signs of the times are everywhere. Jesus is coming back soon. Read Revelation chapter 22. Jesus says, surely I am coming quickly. We at Strong Tower Radio have a free book for you called The Great Controversy. Go to the back of the book and read chapters 35 to 42. It'll help you understand the times we're living in and what's ahead. This book even has 800 historical quotes and 1,200 Bible quotes. I love this book. Call Strong Tower Radio today, 231-468-2087, and ask for the great controversy while supplies last. And if we don't answer, please leave a message asking for the great controversy with your name, address, and phone number. That's 231-468-2087 on Strong Tower Radio, where God's character is proclaimed. Folks, we're back. Uh, I'm Tom Majeur, your host with uh, co-host Jay Gallimore. Welcome back, Jay. Yes, glad to be here. Jay, would you kind of set the stage for our last segment? You have a very poignant uh, thing to share with our audience. Well, I just want all of us to remember that when we go back to the Protestant Reformation, these are Roman Catholics. These are people like Martin Luther had a chance to read the Bible. They discovered the gospel, that they were saved by faith. And then as they discovered this, uh, even admitted by Roman Catholic scholars and leaders, even today, the Roman Church was in a great problem of corruption, and uh, they had come down to selling indulgences for salvation. I don't have time to get into all of that. But as they discovered these great truths and the great prophecies and that the Antichrist was actually sitting on the throne of the church, according to Revelation chapter 13, then this great turning away from the papacy and its seat of pride and arrogance But that brings us down to really where Steve's book takes us. What does this mean to me? Why does this have an application to me as a Christian, whether a Roman Catholic, a Protestant, or whoever we are? What does this really mean to me? And Steve, I hope you'll take us there and help us to understand why this is so important on an individual basis. Yeah, thank, thank you, Jay. And, and let me just reiterate that what you said is so important that we want to make it very clear on this program that we are not against Roman Catholic people. People are people. We're all people. And Luther was Catholic, as you mentioned. And the Reformers were Catholics who loved the Church and wanted to reform it. And then when the Pope finally said, we're going to burn you at the stake if you don't uh, repent and recant, you know, that's when Luther really doubled down and his conscience told him, I've got to follow God. And he went back to the Bible, studied the prophecies, and realized uh, more clearly what he was dealing with. He was dealing with a system that the Bible refers to as the beast. And, you know, we want to follow the Bible. Uh, We don't hate people. We love people, but we love Jesus, and we want to follow God's word. And so when Revelation 13, 18 says, here is wisdom, let him that has understanding count the number of the beast. They saw the beast as the Roman Catholic Church system. For it is also the number of a man. They saw the man at the head of the beast as the Pope. And his number uh, is 666. As time went on, they discovered that that title 
that that name which calculates out to 666 was by Cadius Vilaidi, and it fits the prophecy perfectly. And again, this became the dominant view. Now, uh, here, here's a very significant text. When you look at Revelation 15, verse 2, 15, 2 says, I saw, as it were, a sea of glass mingled with fire, and then that had gotten the victory over the beast, over his image, and over his mark, and over the number of his name, standing on the sea of glass, having the harps of God. So this verse tells us that people are going to get the victory, God's saints get the victory over the beast, over his mark, and over the number of his name. And so people have asked mm-hmm. me, well, Steve, if if, uh, if the name is Vicarius Philaidi, and the number of his name comes out to 666, and this helps us to identify uh, the Pope and the papal power as the power that is going to deceive the world in the end times, uh, which, you know, we look around the world right now and we see that uh, Pope Francis is the number one spiritually recognized religious leader on planet Earth who can get the biggest crowd, the most media attention of anybody. He represents a church of over a billion people, and he's he's working in the midst of global politics. And so, you know, people, they need to see that. But then the question is, well, what does this mean to me? You know, how do I get the victory over the number of his name? And I, I thought about that and I prayed about that. And and I've, I've, uh, I believe that God has really helped me to understand this. If you look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and I've, I've got this verse right in front of me. Paul is talking about the same power. Uh, 2 Thessalonians 2, he's predicting that this would come. And in verse 3, Paul said, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day, referring to the day when Jesus will come, that day will not come, except there come a falling away or an apostasy first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he, as God, sits in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Uh, The Protestants interpreted the temple of God as the church. They interpreted the man of sin as the pope, and they saw that the ultimate sin of the of the papal system was self-exaltation just like verse says verse 4 says he would oppose and he would he would exalt himself so that he is sitting as a god now i've got a quote here in my book and i've got it in front of me which is from a very famous catholic uh, massive encyclopedia written by lucius ferraris uh it came out in 1858 and uh, here is the title of one particular article called Concerning the Extent of Papal Dignity, Authority, or Dominion and Infallibility. And in this article, uh, in his book, which is called, the, the big book is called Prompta Bibliotheca Canonica, which is a, a kind of a, a tongue twister, but it's basically a big Catholic uh, encyclopedia. And Ferraris, the Catholic author, wrote this. He said, quote, The Pope is of so great dignity and exalted that he is not a mere man, but as it were God and the vicar of God. The Pope alone is called most holy. 
Hence, the Pope is crowned with a triple crown as king of heaven and of earth and of hell. Now, that's quite a, a mouthful from a, from a very well-recognized Roman Catholic encyclopedia. And it says that the Pope is not a mere man, uh, but he's so exalted that he is, as it were, God. And the vicar God and Paul predicted in Second Thessalonians two that this power, verse four, would exalt himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he, as God, would sit in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. So Paul predicted it, and uh, this Catholic encyclopedia basically shows how it's been fulfilled, and it shows that in the Catholic Church, the Pope is seen as almost he's not a mere mortal. He's like a god. That's why he always dresses in white. That's why he's called his holiness. He's called the Holy Father. He's given titles that apply only to God. I mean, what human being should have the title his holiness, the holiness of God himself? And, and, and the point is that underneath all of this is the self-exaltation of uh, really of, of the devil, where he in heaven wanted to take the place of God. He wanted to be God. It says that in Isaiah 14, it says it in Ezekiel 28, that that was Lucifer said was pride. And when you look at the beast and and the, and the, the number and the name of what you're really seeing here is a reflection of, of pride that goes back to the devil wanting to take the place of God himself. And, and I've been convicted that the, that the way that, that we get the victory over the number of his name, like Revelation 15 verse 2 says, ultimately means that we have to get the victory of the self-exaltation that is not just a Catholic problem, it's not just a Pope problem, it's really a universal problem that we all have. We've all been infected by the pride virus going back to Lucifer, and you just study pride in Bible history. The Pharisees were proud, Babylon was proud, Assyrian was, Assyria was proud. Uh, in Revelation chapter 3, Laodicea is proud, and pride is the enemy of us all. And if we're going to, yes. it's not just a Catholic problem, it's a, it's a universal problem. And it, the beast is simply reflecting this problem. And so if we're going to get the victory over this, we all need to humble ourselves, confess our sins, acknowledge that Jesus Christ, he is the Lord of all, not me, but the little Pope that's on my own heart that wants to become God myself. You know, we all have kind of like mm -hmm. little Popes in us. We need to yes. be willing to to give up that throne, to get down on our knees, to humble ourselves and say, Jesus, be merciful to me, a sinner. Save me by your grace. Change my life. Give me victory over the pride of the devil and help me. As Matthew, 20, Matthew 11, verse 28 and 29 says, Jesus said, learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. And that's what we all need is to learn of Jesus, learn humility, uh, have him help us to conquer pride so we can become like him and reflect his character instead of the character of the devil. This is the deeper issue of this whole topic. Uh, and my book explains all about that.
You know, Steve, and that's so insightful. So what we're really saying is that this great apostasy that Paul predicted that came within the Christian church was simply a reduplicate, if you please, or a duplicate of what happened in heaven with Lucifer wanting to sit on God's throne. You think about Isaiah 14 and other pictures of of Satan, who was Lucifer to start with, who wanted to be God, who wanted to exalt himself. And he's infected the entire human race with this, and our only hope is the self-sacrificing Savior who became a servant for all of us and went even to the death of the cross in order to save us. And when this Jesus comes into our heart, he changes us, and that's how we overcome this representation of the whole world of the 666 and this great powerful pride and self-exaltation. And that is so insightful. Thank you, Steve. You're welcome. And, you know, when we look at the cross, when you look at the, uh, the Pope and what he claims about himself, he sits on a white throne. He's got uh, angels on both sides of this throne in Rome that are like the angels uh, in the most holy place of the sanctuary. I mean, you can just see it more clearly. And when you contrast that self-exaltation and pride uh, in contrast to Jesus hanging on a cross, almost naked, with a crown of thorns, you know, uh, pleading for the lost, praying, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And you see that love and that humility that Jesus ex ex uh, expressed, you know, that is what should break our hearts and put us on our knees and say, God, I'm so sorry for my own pride. Forgive me, Jesus. Cleanse me and help me to be like you. And that's what this is all about. Prophecy is not just about the beast and the mark and the number and 666 it's also about us and how we need to follow the lamb wherever he goes and to develop characters by his grace where we come back into the image of god he god made us in his image to reflect his love and his character uh, not the character of the devil that's what it's all about you know, that's exactly what the Protestant Reformation discovered when they discovered that we're saved by faith, by trusting God alone, because pride is the enemy of trusting God. Pride doesn't want to trust God. Pride just wants to trust themselves and put themselves on their own throne. But it's faith that overthrows this and humility and saying we don't have it all. We need a Savior, and what a wonderful Savior we have. Amen. Well said, Jay. Well, what a privilege it is to share this information, and we, we just hope that everybody who listens to this, you know, doesn't go away with hostility toward people, although we do need to recognize, you know, the whole world is following uh, the beast, the Bible says, eventually that's what it's, what's going to happen, and we need to know, you know, the bottom line, to be just really blunt, that the Pope is the 666 man identified in the Bible. He's not a safe leader. He's not God's holiness. He doesn't represent Jesus Christ in this world. It's a counterfeit system that Satan uses to lead people astray, and God wants our eyes to be open to that and to have them right. fixed on Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, the real King of kings and Lord of lords, who's coming in the clouds 
clouds with uh, power and glory and all the angels, and he wants us to be on his side, Jesus' side, right. instead of the side of the beast. Amen. Not a safe leader. That's a good, a good statement because we, the only safe leader we have is the Jesus that's been revealed in Scripture, and we need to keep our eyes on him. And wow, what a fantastic book. I, Tom, I just want to say, you know, those 10 copies that people can get free from Strong Tower Radio, and I'll feel call in to get them, but you want to order this book. You want you, uh, Steve. You got to tell us about how people can order this book and get it out to their friends. So, how can they do that? Yeah, they can get it from Whitehorse Media. Uh, they can order it on our website, which is whitehorsemedia.com. Whitehorsemedia.com. Just click on uh, the store and the products, and they'll see the book right there. Uh, or they can call us. Our, our phone number. We have a toll-free number. Is eight hundred. Uh, 78 Bible, 878 Bible, which translates out to 800-782-4253, 782-4253. The book is uh, less than $4 a book, so it's cheap. We got a, uh, we've got donations that helped us to print 10,000 copies so we could bring the price down. We're looking to reprint it again soon. Uh, if people buy a bunch of them, the cost goes down. It's designed to be shared with your friends and neighbors. It's a it's a missionary book. It's a simple book. It's a powerful book, and it's it lifts up Jesus. So, we've got lots of books at Whitehorse Media, and we're we're just thrilled to be able to uh, to share this book with others at an inexpensive price, so they can learn the truth, get closer to Jesus, and help their friends to understand this topic. You know, what a, a beautiful lesson that I heard uh, from both uh, Pastor Jay and Pastor Steve is, is that uh, pride will keep us out of heaven, but to humbleness through Jesus will get us into heaven. You know, uh, listeners, uh, if you want to get those first uh, 10 books, the first 10 people who uh, call in to Strong Tower Radio, let me give you that telephone number. That is our lead number here at Strong Tower Radio. It's area code 231-468-2087. And once again, that's 231-468-2087. And uh, if you don't get in that first 10, you can, uh, our receptionist will let you know if you've reach that past that level and you can go directly to to whitehorsemedia.com and order the book it's been a pleasure uh steve we helped you uh with uh, one of your other previous books uh, the bloody woman which was your previous book and that's also on your website and so it's been a pleasure to have you again here on strong tower radio a friend of this ministry keep on writing books that are so meaningful uh, literally, when I read this book, um, it's easy to comprehend. You will learn, no matter if you're a scholar or if it's a first-time reader and you're trying to get this clarified, what is in the general public, uh, the misinformation. This is the basic information. One of the things I liked, I'll just go down the list, the people who believed in this understanding was Calvin, Wesley, Bunyan, the Westminster Confessional, Newton, Spurgeon, uh, Benedict, um, and uh, Lloyd-Jones, and others have understood this very interpretation that you've brought to life that has been buried 
but has been revealed again. So, Steve, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, We're looking forward to our next uh, interaction again. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you, Tom and Jay. What a privilege. And may God bless the results of this program in many hearts and lives. Amen. And listeners, be uh, listening and watching. We'll be having uh, Jay's series on Galatian. will soon be on Strong Tower Radio. Thanks so much for being my co-host, Jay. Yes. Glad you do it. Bye, folks. <laughs>